Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamora. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamora and Raphael Tamora. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. We'll jump right in today to continue with our Creating Miracles theme of this season with a show around the topic of your miracle havingness. First, let me explain a bit as to what we mean by your havingness of anything. Since havingness as such isn't officially a word defined in the dictionary, but I bet it's going to show up sometime. Sooner or later. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people use this word. When the dictionary's happiness gets high enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some ridiculous words that go in there that shouldn't be words. So havingness isn't so bad. Have, on the other hand, is in the dictionary. There are many synonyms for have, including possess, own, be in possession of, be blessed with, enjoy, keep, maintain, and retain. I could make a rap song out of that. Having would make it the present participle of have, so it could mean possessing, owning, being in possession of, being blessed with, and so on. When we add the suffix ness to having, we mean the state of owning or being blessed with something. So our show today, Your Miracle Havingness, is about your state of owning or being blessed with, yes, miracles. Havingness has the connotation of not only being blessed with something, but also the sense of welcoming and enjoying that which has been received. <clears throat> so when we talk about your havingness for anything, we're not talking about you possessing the spoils of some kind of war or aggressive corporate takeover, but your state of retaining, making use of, and enjoying something that was given to you. Dividing and conquering may bring you possessions of something, but it doesn't mean you can have what you possess. Your havingness indicates the degree to which you can carefully, which you can fully appreciate and benefit from whatever it is that you have. If your havingness for great weather is high, you can enjoy and make good use of, good, of the good weather and mostly you'll end up having better weather than many others who can't have as much good weather. On the other hand, there are many people in the world who are in possession of great amounts of money, as you well know, but who cannot really have all that wealth. They are miserable with it. There are others who cannot have much wealth at all, and even an unexpected windfall soon disappears without anything to show for it. In the New Testament, Jesus is quoting as telling the parable of the talents. He tells the story of a wealthy man leaving on a trip and trusting five talents with one servant, two talents with another servant, and one talent with a third one to take care of during his absence. When he returns from his long sojourn, 
he finds that the first servant had traded with the five talents and gained five more talents for him. And the second one did the same with his two talents and gained two more talents for his master. But the third servant begrudged his master of the master's wealth, condemned him for not being deserving of such wealth, and merely buried the single talent to dig up and give back to him, which that servant deemed all the master deserved. The master praised the first two servants and rewarded them for their goodness and faithfulness by making them rulers of many things. With the third servant, however, the master took away the one talent and gave it to the servant who had the ten talents. Jesus concludes this parable by teaching, For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Quite a little story. This is the underlying meaning of the word havingness. Not only do you enjoy and utilize that which you have, but you also take care of of it as its beneficiary. Havingness doesn't come from any kind of taking for yourself. It comes from realizing and appreciating what you already have within you in spirit. After all, you are a creative being. If you don't realize that you already have within you in spirit what it is that you would like to make manifest in the world, you would not be able to manifest it in the world. This is the importance of havingness. Before anything can happen in your life, you have to be able to have it within yourself in spirit. The simple truth is that within you in spirit is everything already. Lack of anything in the world comes when you fail to realize that what you need or are seeking is already completely within you in spirit, and all you need to do is bring it forth in this world of time and space. Yet most people still believe that what they don't see with their physical eyes and what is not in their physical possession in the world, they lack. Believing they lack it, they go seeking it out in the world separate from themselves. If you are the creative being, if you sought what you need and what you'd like to experience out there in the world, you wouldn't be creating it in spirit to manifest in the world. You would continue to feel lacking and wanting it until somehow you can get it someplace from someone out there in the world. The truth is, nonetheless, if you are wanting something, it has to already be within you in spirit. Otherwise, how would you know what it is you are wanting? It is always in spirit that you ask and create what it is that you'd like in the world, and it is in the world that you bring your inner creation to fruition over time and space. This is how miracles also come into your life. You ask in and of spirit, and you are given it over time and space in the world, whether it is an answer, a solution, or a whole business for that matter. In your asking of spirit, you are creating it in spirit. When you can truly have that which you ask for in spirit in this world, then it begins to unfold or manifest here in the world over time and space. The creating in spirit is all done in an instant 
but the manifestation can take some time to fully unfold here. One of the most important aspects of your creative manifestation process is that which we affectionately call your havingness of whatever it is you choose to manifest in this world. Of course, today's topic is your miracle havingness. So we're looking at how much you can have manifesting miracles in your life in general. Are you the general are you the generous giving and creative servant who can have miracles unexpectedly popping up in your daily life? Or are you more like the stingy, begrudging servant who judges how worthy anyone is to determine what they should have and what they shouldn't? As it's often said, God loves a cheerful giver. Likewise, miracles come to those who can have them And those who can have them are cheerful givers themselves who are most open to receiving miracles. Your havingness is at once uh, such a simple state of open and willing receptivity. And yet can involve a lot of varying factors that limit it. We could say that total happiness is the state of limitless abundance. If that were your happiness, you would have complete certainty in having everything and anything within you already. And all that would be required of you is to ask and create it in spirit and have full trust that it would come to fruition over time and space in the world. Most of us have a little bit to go on that. <laughs> we're working on it. So when we're addressing your havingness for miracles, it covers all of your havingness, doesn't it? After all, havingness of a miracle means being able to have whatever it is that you are seeking to manifest for yourself in this world. Remember, ask and it shall be given to you. I learned decades ago that if I were to embark upon anything new, I needed to start with an examination of my havingness for that. It could be as simple as needing a new answer or solution to something I haven't yet thought of or tried, or it could be quite involved in affecting many aspects of my life. Yet in pretty much anything I do in my life, If I don't first address not only my havingness, but others' havingness who are involved in it, I know I'll be wasting precious time swimming upstream. Yes, I I always felt bad for the salmon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then after that, they just die, right? Okay. (laughs) I've learned time and again that whenever I first take care of the happiness of something, everything goes much more smoothly, effortlessly, and quickly. If you were running a large business, your happiness would be a little bit like whether your receiving doc was ready to take the next delivery. Is your delivery doc open to receive delivery now? Is it staffed with capable people who know how to receive delivery? Are they organized 
so that once delivery is received, it can continue to move in the correct direction easily and efficiently to its final destination. Not being able to quite have something would be like ordering something important. But when the delivery is made, your receiving dock isn't operational. And the delivery truck goes away and returns the product to the sender. It's not that it wasn't sent to you. You just didn't have the space or wherewithal to receive it. We call that non-havingness. You couldn't have it. Even if you bought it. (laughs) Even if you ordered it. Even if you asked for it. Even when I teach, I always begin by laying out the foundation for the student's havingness for whatever I'm teaching. I know that until the students are able to receive or have what I'm teaching, they're not going to learn anything. And the first thing that helps anyone have anything new is safety. Is learning something or receiving something new safe for you? If it's threatening in any way, the intended recipient will reject it, even unconsciously. Often a person outwardly insists in getting something. But if it is unconsciously threatening to them in some way to have it, they will reject it. I'm sure you've all seen a child reject something, you know, trying something new or unusual, whether it's something to eat or something to do until they realize it's perfectly safe to do so and it could even be fun. I don't know how many times I've seen kids reject a new kind of food experience until they see their best friend absolutely enjoying it. Then they may venture into what is yet unknown to them to try it out. This is also why there are relatively few pioneers in any endeavor compared to how many people will not try something radically new to them. Most people will wait and see. If they see enough people have tried it and liked it or benefited from it, then they might be willing to try it too. They're looking for enough reassurance that they will be okay even if they tried it. So to this day, there are a lot of lot more people who choose not to talk about death or dying than there are those who freely talk about it. Until a person feels safe enough to talk about the elephant in the room, he or she won't talk about it. I've always thought about that elephant. (laughs) (laughs) Your happiness of anything is only limited by belief in the reality of fear regarding it. If you are not afraid of something, you wouldn't have any difficulty having it fully. Also, your havingness has much to do with your ability to let things be as they are. It's not until you can completely have something that you would be able to let it be as it is. When you can truly have something, 
You don't have the need to try to change it, control it, get rid of it, fix it, or deny it in any way. That's also why the happier you are, the less you micromanage everything. You only feel that you have to externally control things when you are trying to protect yourself from them in some way. Why would anyone be threatened or be afraid of miracles? Well, miracles can't be expected. None of us can control miracles, how they happen, when they happen, why they happen, or where they happen. Many people are afraid of the unexpected, the surprises in life. So they fill up their lives with the usual, the known, so that they feel they have some semblance of control. Miracles of any kind disrupt that semblance of control. Yet, when you have certainty that a miracle is bound to be, at the very least, as good as what you've already got, and usually far, far more wonderful, then you'll be able to have it. You can lose you know, what can you lose by having a miracle when it's guaranteed it's going to be at least as good, if not way better than what you're hoping for? Well, you can't and you won't. But do you know that with certainty? Well, probably not. It is, however, true. You can't lose ever with miracles. But you have to take a chance to have it. There's a. It's just about time for our first break. So okay. I'm going to interrupt Michael's train of thought here, but he will. Yeah, he will continue after the break. This is the time we always tell a little bit about what we have coming up, and coming right up, we have a new seven-week round of our very popular teleclass series called You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think, Developing Your Soul Abilities for Your Spiritual Growth and Fulfillment. Each seven weeks, we have a theme, and the theme for this seven weeks coming up is Create and Transform Your Life, Energy Work for Creatively Expressing Who You Are in the World. The first class coming up is this coming Saturday, March 5th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, and is titled You Are a Creative Being. Energy work for making space for your creativity. And this is a truly powerful class when you start to get in touch with your creativity. Join us for this teleclass and learn about the powerful creativity that is part of who you are and how to do psychic energy work to give yourself much more time, space, and opportunity to express it. For all the details and to sign up, go to our March events calendar section on our website at michaeltamura.com that's you know you know how to spell michael t a m as in mary u r a.com michaeltamura.com and while you're on there you could sign up to be on our newsletter list um also you could call our office at 530-926-2650 and speak with our fabulous assistant noel who knows everything about what we're doing during normal business hours pacific time monday to friday We'll be right back to continue with your miracle havingness. We'll be right back.
If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. If you're just tuning into our show now, welcome aboard. Our topic for exploration today has been your miracle havingness. Well, in the first section of the show, Michael used an example of non-havingness, or rather of havingness, in the delivery truck at the back bay of a place to deliver. You know, are there capable people bringing that delivery in? And is it going to be moved properly so that it can get to eventually whoever it belongs to or wherever it belongs? Well, I really like that analogy. And I want to bring that analogy into the idea of when we were talking about non-havingness and what can happen. You know, some of you out there are such amazing healers and givers and people who just love one another. And that's, that's on your path really. But once in a while, when a healer or a giver is giving too much, sometimes they overgive and lose all their energy and aren't able to receive. And one of the examples using that, uh, truck delivery thing is, you know, we're at the very tail end of this pandemic. Thank heavens. It's finally starting to fade away a little bit, but we've all gotten used to getting a lot of stuff delivered to our houses by Mm -hmm. FedEx and Amazon and all these big companies. And what happens if you get a package delivered in the front of your house and, and you're not really paying attention or you're not, let's say, aware of it in a sense of its delivery well it's it could be very likely it could get stolen off of your porch right your ownership of that package you weren't paying enough attention to watch it come in so that you could grab it before somebody else did and you know it's very sad that that happens but that's a really good example of what happens with healers a lot of times is we have something that we're creating or that we want and it's maybe in partial manifestation And because we love other people so much, sometimes we give it right to them. 
mm-hmm. and we lose it. You know, one example is we did a, a, a radio show some while back on mo- what we call mock-ups is how to create a manifestation of something that you want. Well, one of the stories Michael often tells is about someone who really wanted this particularly fancy car. She was a young person. She was up and coming, uh, making a lot of money and whatnot. But there's a very specific car that she wanted. It was a he. Oh, it was a he. Mm, But the one it went to was. Was a she. So I mixed that up. Yes. So, you know, she's she's already seen it a couple times in the shop and she's got her eye on it and everything and she hasn't just hasn't gone in to test drive it and to go buy it, right? And it was one of those kind of one of a kind cars. And next thing she knows, the person sitting next to her <laughs> comes up to her one morning and says, "Guess what? I bought this car." And she goes out to look at it with this person or he, I'm sorry, he goes out to look at it with this person. And she had bought uh, the exact car that he had as From the same showroom. From (laughs) the the same showroom down the street. (laughs) And it was one of those big disappointments for, but a big lesson because that man was actually learning to do this psychic energy work. And he realized all the last two weeks he had been giving and giving and giving to this person. To, to try and help her out. And sometimes when you give too much, people start to take from you, mm. even energetically. And so when that Amazon package comes to your door, be prepared to go get it. Be aware that it's coming in. You know, they even uh, announce it to you on your phone and everything. But if you ignore it, it's possible that someone can take it away. And it's very much like that for things you're creating for yourself with the people around you. And also, too, very important is that if you're afraid somebody's going to take it, you know, and you're you're constantly looking over your shoulder and afraid of, then that's fear is what takes away your happiness in a sense. It's not the fear that takes it away, but when you give your power to fear, then whatever you're afraid of, you let it control you. You know, you, you do things because you're afraid of something rather than you do things because you're taking care of something or because you'd like, you're creating something. Two different things, even if the physical end result looks the same. You know, if you're, if you're taking care of your uh, deliveries on your, on your porch because you're aware that, oh, yeah, there's porch pirates around these days. <laughs> And uh, you're taking care of it, like Raphael's saying, then you're, that's taking care of stuff is part of your stewardship of, of having this. You know, when you can truly have something, you naturally take care of it. A person who can't have even the things they, they do have, they don't take care of it. And in not taking care of it, it gets ruined or stolen or deteriorates, deteriorates faster. Uh, like one of the things long time ago I, I noticed driving around different places and everything and I'll notice once in a while uh, some really expensive car half a million three quarter of a million dollar car which with the top down you know like a convertible and and one time I even saw the key in the ignition <laughs> it's it's you know Anybody could jump in, and it was parked uh, legally parked and on the by the curb and with other cars. 
And I walk by that one and I go, wow, look at that. Where is the person, the owner? And this, you know, three quarter of a million dollar car is sitting there spanking new, shiny, just like it's off of the uh, showroom floor. And it's even got the key in there. Isn't that an invitation? But then I stepped back and looked at the energy. Well, whoever the owner was owned it so completely. It's like they they can have this car as their car. And they weren't afraid that somebody was going to steal it. So there's there was no fear. And I, I stood back and I just watched. How do people react to this? The energy of this particular car different than other cars parked along the same street. And um, almost everybody would pretty much slow down or actually stop and gawk at the car because it was it, it was a gorgeous, like a museum piece, you know, wonderful car to look at. But nobody even put their fingerprint on it. Nobody even came more than like two feet away from the car, or less than two feet away from the car because they gave it, they gave that car respect because it was completely owned by somebody, the owner, and that owner was able to really have and enjoy and take care of the car. I'm sure the car was insured up to the hilt that if it even got stolen, then, you know, it was covered. So there was no fear about it and immaculately taken care of. Ah, that's part of ownership and part of being able to have something. The funny thing is this was a great learning experience for me because I think it was later on that day I'm driving down some other street and it was a you know not a bad neighborhood or anything it was just a nice street and there's cars parked along the sides and I come to a car it, it was it was a uh, one of those little pickup trucks and all beat up rusty and beat up and um it's just sitting there, and I notice as I'm passing by, oh, it looked like it was locked and everything, but it was a very, very uh, junk heap, basically, but parked there legally and everything. Well, on my way back the same street, I had noticed that car, <laughs> the, 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 the chassis was still there <laughs> of the truck, but all the tires and wheels were gone off of it, and the window was broken, <laughs> obviously, and it looked like probably they went and whoever stole the, the tires and the wheels also stole the uh, stereo, stereo system and, and whatever, and probably not a, a very up, upper-level stuff, but it was stolen. And I, I'm just sitting there. I put the two together, and I go, Wow. Here I saw this, you know, three quarters of a million dollar car. Nobody's going to even put their fingerprint on it. And here's this little junk heap. And that obviously the, the owner of it didn't care, didn't take care of, just couldn't even have that. And it gets uh, vandalized and stolen and broken into. Yeah. To where that person's not going to be able to drive it around for a while. I thought, wow, that's that was a energetic example of having this. So then another example of 
well, havingness versus non-havingness. Especially havingness of a miracle. Yeah. And um, uh, another example of both havingness and non-havingness was one time, long time ago, uh, I got a phone call from a friend of mine and said, uh, who said, you know, is there a way you could swing by, uh, I know you're busy and everything, but is there a way you could swing by this particular hospital that's not too far from your office and uh, uh, check out this friend of ours that, that's been in a coma for, what was it? It was six weeks. Two, two months, yeah, about eight weeks. And uh, uh, the doctors are going, okay, you need to take her off of life support or whatever and all that kind of stuff because she's not coming back. And uh, She'd hit her head in a bike accident, I think. Uh, right? Yeah, it was some kind of a traumatic uh, accident. And um, so I said, okay, sure. And what I decided was I'll take a, a friend of mine who was also a healer with me, and and we needed to do something later on anyway. So uh, we went together, went to visit this uh, patient. Neither of us knew at all. We When we go in, she's in a coma, and nobody's in that room. Uh, so we just go right on in. And I start to immediately work with work on her on a on a healing level, and I ask the my friend to go communicate with her, and so my friend goes over to her and by her bedside, and whispers. Well, not really whispers. I can hear the whole thing. There's a doctor and a nurse in the room. No, right? no, not at that point. Okay, it, it was just us, and um, oh, and then yeah, shortly after that, a doctor and nurse comes in to check the vitals and uh, check the, uh, not the vitals, but the, the patient's chart. And, and as they're, the two of them, they're kind of ignoring us and uh, uh, keeping to themselves and talking to each other, just staring at the chart and discussing, uh, I think, medications or whatever, treatments. And so then my friend goes, so-and-so, we knew her name, uh, uh, you know, uh, if you don't, this might be your last chance. If you don't come back to your body uh, really soon, you're gonna lose it. They're gonna they're gonna turn off stuff, whatever, and 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 you're not gonna have a body to come back to. So it's your choice. Uh, if you if you want to be here longer <laughs> than the the young life you've had so far. Uh, you're going to have to come back soon. It's your call. And guess what? As soon as she said that, <laughs> and, and my friend saying this out loud to her in her ear, all of a sudden, she bolts up <laughs> in her bed, opened her eyes, and looks around and says, what's going on? <laughs> Which, to that, the doctor and nurse both look up, their eyes are wide open, and... They look at each other and they walk out without doing anything, saying anything. They didn't acknowledge the two of us. Uh, they didn't acknowledge the patient. They just basically ran out of there. So I thought, oh, gee, don't they have an emergency, you know, a button to press if they needed help or whatever? They, they must be left. going. Yeah, 
my, you know, uh, immediate reaction was they must have gone down to the nurses' station to get some help or whatever because something has to happen. No. So I, I ran out after them. They were long gone. They went right down the hallway like they were running away. And then I realized, oh, this was a great example of total non-havingness for the doctor and the nurse at that point. They couldn't, it, it's just like they blanked out. Later on, if somebody were to question them, they probably said, what? You know, of course that didn't happen. But they they must have just saw this thing that wasn't supposed to happen completely out of their reality. And uh, um, they just ran. So I had to be the one. Uh, to go to the nurse's station and say, well, the patient so-and-so and, -so and uh, she's, she's, who was in a coma, is now up and, you know, cohesive and conscious and clear and doing great. I think uh, her doctor needs to come in <laughs> and check her out. That's so they had to go find the someone, doctor and yeah. everybody. Well, that's so true. You know, when we've been talking about miracles, and the thing about miracles is that um, some people are just not ready for them. So mm -hmm. I'm not judging the doctor and nurse about this. It's it's their training and 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 the let's say the little box they're looking through for yeah, life wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't allow, allow it. something like that to be, and that's okay. You know, that's the space that it's called survival protection. Yes, it's it's not obviously physical survival, but it, it is definitely intellectual survival. Well, our second break is upon us already. So I wanted to remind you that you can call our office to purchase any of our edited and mastered teleclass courses or teleclasses, courses, all day seminars and retreats as MP3 downloads to inspire you and to give you simple but powerful tools you can apply in your daily life. And to help you manage its various challenges as you grow spiritually. You can find many of the titles and descriptions by clicking on the download audio tab in the events menu section of michaeltamora.com or by calling our office at 530-926-2650. We'll be back with you shortly to continue with our very interesting subject today, your miracle happiness. We'll be right back. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer, the award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Nice to have you back. We've been exploring your miracle having this, a most interesting subject. So let's continue with that. So... When you're talking about miracle happiness, you have to talk about non-havingness. And I wanted to give one more non-havingness example that many of you have happened to you, because I know it happened to me. And, you know, nothing really happens to us. It's all of our lessons, and it was a big lesson for me. I moved in with someone who I thought was, you know, well, well enough well-to-do to, to pay his rent and all this kind of stuff. This was a long time ago. I was in my 20s. Um, And as soon as I moved in with this person, even though I had two jobs at the time, my finances tanked. (laughs) They just tanked. And by this time, I was already doing, uh, you know, practicing the things that we teach you about here. And especially checking in on my having this because that was something that I really had to make corrections on early on in order to be able to even pay for my uh, training and that sort of thing because I was one of those people that lived month to month to month. So I was checking my happiness every day and it would be high and by the end of the day it would be low. And I finally sat down with this person I was moved in with and I said, how are your finances? And he kind of hemmed and hawed and, and tried to avoid the subject. And I said, really, my finances have tanked. What's happening with you? And he says, well, okay, I just had to borrow some money from the neighbor to pay the rent on this place, and, and my business is going down the drain. <laughs> that was an amazing lesson for me because, mm-hmm. uh, of course, not long after that I moved out because it just was not a compatible situation for me. I, I'm very creative, and I would like I wanted to accomplish things, and I didn't want to be struggling with money, which I had been for many years before I started doing this energy work. So, you know, it wasn't his fault. It was just a great lesson for me that Mm -hmm. I got myself in that situation. And because I'm a healer, you know, I was Mm -hmm. unconsciously taking on his debt problem. And it was showing up in my own finances. Yes. And that's a a really good example of, of... When you're matching someone else's havingness or non-havingness, you know, what we mean by non-havingness, obviously, is you're not being able to have as much. But because the natural intrinsic havingness of you as spirit, you meaning anyone, anyone, me, you, all of us were spirit, havingness is 100%. There's nothing we can't have. We we are able to have whatever it is we create, whatever it is that we need to fulfill our purpose in life and everything. Yet, that's not how it plays out in this world, is it? Okay, so that's where the degrees of how much can you have whatever it is that you're, you're needing to learn, you're needing to solve, you're needing to do, whatever, create, manifest – 
So we're looking at the overall thing of being able to have the miracle, which is living fully as yourself, the spirit, creative and limitless. Ah. So that what we call non-happiness is just happiness, the, some part of the, not, the 100% happiness that is intrinsic to who we are, we're not being able to utilize. Ah. So then if, if we're having this for miracles is 80%, that means, well, up to 80% we can have miracles, but then the final 20%, ah, if it's in that arena, the miracles won't happen or we won't be able to, we'll miss it. We won't be able to fully receive it, welcome it, enjoy it, use it. Okay. So, so the higher the havingness is, the more chances that you, you will be able to fully receive that miracle. The lower the havingness is, well, the less of a chance that you're going to be able to receive much of that miracle. Okay, so here's a quick and very easy way to check your havingness about anything in your life. But since we're specifically talking about the happiness of miracles, let's let's work with that. So any of you interested in following along, I'm going to lead you in a little bit of a meditation so that you can easily start to check your own happiness. It's like an oil check on the car. <laughs> well, the first thing he's going to do is have you close your eyes. So if you're driving a car or flying an airplane, <laughs> yeah. you can do that part later. <laughs> yes, if, if you're operating heavy equipment in any kind of a situation when you need to keep your eyes open and paying attention. Yes, I forget, you know, people listen to the radio in a variety of environments. That's right. So, of course... You could always uh, access this uh, show on our archives 24-7 shortly after the show is done. So you can access that if you can't do it right now. So for those of you who are, you know, comfortably at home or a place where you could be quiet and just just close your eyes and, and go along, you're welcome to participate. Okay, so close your eyes, put both feet flat on the floor, and you're sitting upright in a chair. And give yourselves a deep breath. And we do this a lot uh, on this show. Uh, so those of you who haven't been with us when we've done it on the show, there is uh, in the if you go to our website, michaeltomorrow.com website, and you go to the free stuff on the banner, there's a thing called free stuff toward the right side. And it drops down menu. Look at the uh, audio free stuff, and if you go there, click on there, you'll find there's the spiritual, what we call the spiritual toolkit. That's a basically, it's a two-hour audio download that you can have for free. They'll walk you through step-by-step the most basic of the psychic tools that we teach that uh, once we start teaching people anything beyond just the first you know few classes they need to practice that in order to be able to have <laughs> what we're teaching okay so anyway but other than that first just close your eyes and imagine you're sitting on a gigantic tree trunk and this is our your grounding cord and imagine that tree trunk st- starting from your first chakra energy center that's just above the tip of your tailbone, inside your body on an energetic level. 
And just imagine that tree trunk is connected to the first chakra and goes all the way down to the very center of the earth. And imagine that the tree trunk is connected, anchored into the very center of the earth. And however way you see it, that's perfectly fine as long as it that's what it works for you. And just let it be. Let that grounding be. And remember, anything you do psychically, there's no effort involved. So if you find yourself trying to concentrate or trying to figure it out or trying to make it happen, drop the trying, right? Just relax. Just have certainty. It is. And, and if you notice, you're using your imagination to see the tree trunk, the grounding cord and the connections, everything. Oh, yeah. Imagination is completely free. You can do whatever you like in your imagination. And it doesn't take any effort. Just like a kid imagining can fly, there's no effort in that. Okay. Then imagine the earth energy. Just see what in your imagination what the earth energy looks like flowing up into your bottoms of your feet. There's energy centers, the feet chakras. goes through the middle of your legs, through the energy channels there, through the knee chakras in your knees, and then all the way to the first chakra at the base of your spine again. Ah, and any excess earth energy that gets into your first chakra just goes right down the grounding cord again. All right? So you don't have to worry about that. Then imagine the cosmic energy. It's a very light, fine, golden energy that's everywhere coming into your crown chakra at the top of your head, and it flows down four channels, energy channels at the back of your crown chakra, all the way down your back and down to your first chakra also. As that cosmic energy gets down to your first chakra, it mixes with the earth energy, and the mixture of about 85% cosmic and 15% earth energy flows up the two channels all the way up to the top of the crown chakra again through the body and and then the energy a beautiful golden fountain of energy just imagine this golden fountain of energy flowing out of your crown chakra continuously again effortlessly easily and you know just going on also branches out across the shoulders down the arms and out the hand chakras now be aware in the center of your head and you'll find a sense, more sense of neutrality as you're in the center of your head. And now, with your eyes closed, just imagine uh, an image of a rose, uh, an image of a, a gauge from 0 to 100%. You know, it could be a tube gauge, vertical, or it could be like a speedometer type gauge, whatever you like, but it's, goes, it registers from 0 to 100%. That's your havingness gauge. 100% being total havingness of whatever, you're checking out your havingness for, and zero being no havingness at all, which generally will never happen. <laughs> but so you'll get the havingness somewhere between the zero and 100% most of the time. So then just have that gauge in front of you and just decide that the gauge is going to show you. You're not going to tell the gauge what to represent, what's going to come out. It's just going to show you the number. And... And so as you look at the gauge, just ask yourself, ask the gauge to show you, ah, what's your havingness for miracles right at this moment? How much out of 100%, how much can you have miracles, just in general, miracles, any kind of miracles? And see what your, your percentage shows up on that gauge. And that's 
your current havingness. And then once you see that, just imagine a rose image in front of you and just wherever the havingness ends, let's say it ends at 65% or 70% or whatever, right where the ending of that havingness is for you right now, there's energy that's holding it down. That's the energy of the limitation. Just imagine that energy going into that rose. Just decide you, you can have more and just put it put that energy in that rose take that energy off of the heaviness and then explode the image of the rose just imagine it exploding in a flash of light let it all go and then take a look at the heaviness gauge one more time and see how much more the heaviness just came up give that to yourself for now and know that you you've at least incrementally increased your heaviness for some of you it went up quite a bit and just decide you can have more of the miracles in your life. And then stretch and come on out. Just bend on over. Bring in some gold suns as you come back up. And ah, then you can open your eyes. All right. Great. Well, this is something you can practice every day. When I first learned the having this gauge, I really enjoyed checking it. And then maybe when your energy drops down at about 2 o'clock, you know, raise that up again and see what happens. We're at the end of our show again, and thank you for joining us today. We hope that what you learned will help you to raise up your miracle havingness. Be sure to join us next Wednesday as we explore a challenging but all-too-common scenario in a new and fun way in our show called Up Against a Wall, Create a Miracle. When you're, well, up against a wall and don't know what to do, how do you solve the problem or make a positive change? Tune in to find out. And remember, too, uh, this Saturday, our teleclass, You Are a Creative Being, Energy Work for Making Space for Your Creativity as part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series. And you can call our office at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.